I am Darren. And I'm Henry. And this is the first podcast of The Nearly Naked Truth. Are we naked? Are we not? That's for us to know. And, and for you, you to, to think, think about. about. Anyway, let's get into the first right. episode. So, so before we started recording, we are like, hmm, what should we do today? We're eating some chocolate cake, and the first thing that came to our both of our minds at the same time was slavery. Or a mix of the two. So, initially, I had brought up the topic of slavery. Now, we're all about controversial opin- opinions on the nearly naked, t- nearly naked truth. God, you're so... <laughs> <laughs> so, no, no, keep it no, 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 We're not going to there. Anyway, I guess, I guess. we're all about controversy here and our own personal beliefs. And so, we thought and think another bet way to start us off was slavery. Now... Not saying we support it. Not saying we support it necessarily, but we just to talk about it. So... You know, me yeah. and my pal Darren here. Yeah, we have black friends. We do have black <laughs> friends. My friend Alicio is is very black. He's from the Bahamas, in fact. And um, does he meet the black stereotypes? Yes, he does. Yes, it's yeah. Huge. Super short, shredded, <laughs> all those types of things. Anyway, I do slip. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway. So you know, we're we're, we're discussing slavery and. We also, at the same time, we were discuss- discussing homosexuality. Now, homosexuality has been a part of the world quite a lot recently, and pa- a lot of the news. Uh, wouldn't you agree, Darren? Yes. Exactly. Dude, right, like, so- first of all, first of all, homosexuality has been around for thousands of years. Like, literally, the if you, if you like read some of the old uh, Egyptian uh, writings and stuff, it's like talking about like men sleeping with other men, which sounds really fucking hot. In my opinion. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> all right. Anyway. And it made us think, during slave times, were there homosexual slaves? And, and even better question, were there homosexual slave masters? So obviously back then it's like unacceptable to be homosexual because the South was a predominantly Christian union. But we're thinking there's definitely some secretly gay men down there at the time. As there has been across history, and we've seen that a lot in movies uh, depicting his history of men who have struggled to come out with their true identity, and some women too. Like Henry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're discussing the possibility and the plausibility of there being gay slave masters and gay slaves. Well, you got to think about slaves were really brought up on most of them being from Africa were again brought up on a Christian a Christian basis in their in their own tribe. And some of those tribes were not even really a part of the rest of the world. Or, or like, not a part of, but associated with the rest of the world. And so, the qu- real question is, were they even knowing, did they even know what gayness is? So, to continue off what Henry said, and hopefully not stutter as much, everybody. Um, what my thought process on this was, well, what you said about there being Christianity in African tribes is kind of wrong. Because most of the trades were from about... I want to say Western Africa, like lower sub-Saharan Western Africa, and they didn't have as much Christianity as other parts did. So my question was, did being gay seem more socially acceptable in the African culture before they got forcefully taken to the Americas? And if so, were they more inclined to hit on their gay masters? I, you know, I don't believe that they were going to be hitting on their gay masters only because socially that was unacceptable for uh, a black man at that time to even be talking to a, a to a white man they know english that's, not a real question. That's, a, that's a very good question but that's not what we're talking about here we need to talk about the homosexuality of slaves <laughs> anyway so 
so really, is it even possible that they are going to be gay or that they even know what that is? Or is it going to be one of those things where they have no control over and they must listen to their master? Now, their master, the real question is, Kinky. is there, <laughs> the real question is, are the masters even, well, obviously they're not technically socially supported to be gay, but has that even crossed their mind? Now, we think back, there's got to have been some secretly closeted gay men, but it, really the question is, did they use slavery as a fuel to their, to, as a fuel to their, to their homosexuality or as a cover-up? Darren, your thoughts? You just said the same thing twice, but with different words. No, as a cover-up. Fuel, fueling their homosexuality, as then they're using well, them as a sex nice slave. Nice job, Henry. You are using them as a sex slave. I think that was or... a really good close shot on goal, with that opinion of yours. Um, anyway, what you're saying actually kind of makes sense. Because think of it, the slave owners can just come back to the auction houses and be like, mm, I, want, I, want number f- I want lot four. You know? And they're like, oh, I find this guy attractive. So they definitely could have done that. And since the masters were the masters, they definitely fucked. Sorry, I should. You do believe? You I do should, believe so? I, sh- I should limit my potty, my potty words. It's okay, Darren. We actually are an explicit podcast. Oh. So it is appropriate. So my thought process is, what would the slaves do? If it was intercourse, I think they'd have to be in like some position where they would have to do some of the impaling too, assuming that they were not the gay ones. The master may be like having it up the butt. So my question is, would there ever be a time in their sex in which the slave had superiority of the master? You know, I would have to agree with that. I guess it all kind of depends on what the kink of the master is because some men might like taking it off the butt like yourself and others and others prefer prefer to be the master in bed and in the fields. So we really, I mean, <laughs> we really have to ask ourselves, what do we believe that the slave master's kink would be? Black people. Well, not just black people, as we are clearly pointing out here, but were what was the kink? Up the butt, in the mouth, or was it to be f- f- sexually dominated? Well, Henry, I'm more of an up the butt kind of guy, so. <laughs> Folks, he's of course being a bit of a jokester here. He's that we are both actually straight males, but. However, uh, <laughs> however, no, can't speak for Henry, but slavery is just such a such a broad topic, and so we really do have to ask ourselves: Is slavery and sex is, is slavery and sex between masters is that is that at all plausible? There, do you believe it is pos- plausible or no? Completely do, and we are not going to talk about what just happened. Henry, please pull your fans up and stop touching your penis. That's <laughs> Well, as you guys know, you do not know if we are naked or not. So this has been a little spicy. To carry to carry on, spicy. To carry on with the topic of homosexuality, Darren. What are what are your opinions on all the main media streams currently in our today world? Just to bring us up to more of to more of topic to today right, so, of of gay of of gay and homosexuality being a very mainstream topic in the media. All right. So as a pretty not not pretty religious, but as a semi religious man. I think obviously it's against the written word of God to be considered like homosexual in the lie with another man. But at the same time, it's not necessarily my issue, you know? Like, sure, like the, the slave masters might have liked it up their butt and stuff. But like the people nowadays, I think they're becoming more sane and stuff. People are becoming more comfortable. I don't necessarily have an issue with it as like a private thing because I think majority of relationships be, should be private, not publicly displayed. 
And I think as long as I'm not involved or I do not get subjected to any form of like stereotyping or like offensive comments because I'm a heterosexual male, then it's not my issue. But of course, if it comes to a point where I'm getting harassed for it, I may switch on a button sign and that's just not. Now, then I do have to agree with you because I personally do not care if you're gay, straight, or whatever. It's it's completely up to you, your choice. However, I do I, I don't really have a problem with anybody who is a different sexuality than me or a different race than me, really anything like that. Or anything of the sorts. However, the prob my problem is is when people make it my problem. I do not care if you're gay, but sometimes I do feel as if I'm slightly uncomfortable when I am slightly uncomfortable when I'm subjective subjected to what I like to call the over-the-toppers. Now, the over-the-toppers often believe that they're gay and, and believe that they're gay, which is perfectly okay and normal. However, believe that they're gay. Believe that they're gay and perfectly normal. However, many of them force that idea and opinion on you. And if you do not agree with them or you don't share the same views as them, then they have problems. And those are the those personally, I cannot stand those types of people because that is really I'm I'm missing the word, Darren. What is the word where you're sub subjecting people who are minding their business to things that they don't necessarily agree to? Is there a term I have no for that? Clue. I, I have no idea. I, I like how you worded it. Yeah. So to continue on what you're saying, Henry, there's a specific kid in our school who I will not name, but I think we're we both know who yeah. we're talking about. Uh, Batty. Mm -hmm. You know. So this kid, obviously not gonna name, for uh, privacy reasons. Right. Really interesting character. So, they are of... African descent. Well, we can't assume that. Well, I guess. They they are potentially of African descent. They they are... They are black. They are black. To put it straightforward. That's politically correct term. That's not being racist or anything to any of our followers out there. That's the our followers. That is, we're that is the politically correct term. However, um, he... Happens to be, or they, I, I'm, I apologize, she, I don't fully it. know. I do not really know their pronouns, but let's refer to them as they, just to be politically correct or here. Or the baddie. Or the baddie. And um, go by. Um, so, the baddie here really needs... Fat ass. <laughs> the baddie here... <laughs> the baddie here is, um, as we said, of potentially African descent, but they are black. And so, as though they assume that many, and they often make people put into situations where they feel where he makes them feel as if they're being homophobic when really they're going about their day-to-day -day lives not only that but he also puts a nice hint of racism into there as well and he likes to he likes to claim that people are being racist towards him when really he himself is being racist now my friend darren has actually been subject to this himself darren would you like care to like elaborate on what your right. your history of this was okay so for starters i was looking for someone one day i wasn't necessarily in the best mood but of course i only had good intentions to talk things through miss the baddie <laughs> which i still am really confused on gender wise which is nothing wrong obviously i should ask to be more politically aware and stuff they got really mad at me. So I got into an argument. I kind of stood my own ground because I felt it was unfair the way I was being treated. And I felt as if if I said something back, I would get retaliation and punishment for it. So, of course, worded everything as, as carefully as I could. And then the baddie said, okay, well, you are white and you have no culture. And I was like, hmm, doesn't that completely contradict the entire idea of racism? 
racism is just the assumption that someone has no culture or someone has a specific culture based off of the color of their skin. While you may look at me like, oh, he's just a white guy. Well, how do you know that? My father is from a Middle Eastern country. I am fluent in a language and a half. And that language is not even the other language. It's just Spanish because I take it in high school. But still, I grew up living in another country for months throughout my entire life. And the fact that he just automatically insinuated those things contradicts this entire point. So I said that to him, and then he just told me to shut up, and then he called me homophobic. Now, Darren, I would like to point out, if we've seen on a lot of videos and TikToks and such of people, uh, of these uh, LGBTQ plus people who are in having these disputes with your average Joes, they um they consistently when their argument is being refuted and they have nothing really to combat against this hardcore evidence that they that they often say you're homophobic or you're being or you're hurting my feelings or you're being politically incorrect and stuff like that and they they use this idea of cancel culture against most heterosexual people or even other LGBTQ plus people who are disagree with them. The thing that really confuses me is why are they so cancel culture is going to solve every issue when I have the entire constitution right behind my back. I know my rights. I know what I'm entitled to do and I'm entitled to say. So I'm saying this with complete restriction. If I were ever, ever denied my rights because I was a straight male, and if I ever got into a conflict with another person who are blaming me for those, I would not be happy. Not so good. I think there's nothing wrong with us talking about this, you know? Right. Now, Darren, if I have to express my opinion, my opinion for some may be controversial, and I only mean with the best intentions, and it's just my personal belief. It is not what I force. I don't force others to believe my same thing, but I just thought I would say about, share my opinion. Now, for me, I before the time of COVID, I had only really ever heard of lesbians and gay people and a couple of trans transgender people. Darren, would you agree that you've, that's the main three groups that, you heard, that you've heard of before? Well, during COVID, I was just a little boy who used to play lots of Minecraft and Fortnite during my days, so I had no idea what the LGBTQ community was. Eventually, I met some kids in my, actually, let's see, fifth grade class. A girl came out as lesbian, and the entire launch room went quiet, and then got really loud. I had no idea what a lesbian was. I asked my mom, and she made it a really uncomfortable conversation. So... I think I was just so confused as to what was happening. I, I, I'm i more confused as to whether people truly believe it or if they're just doing it for a means of attention. Now, Darren, I, that is a great point because that is exactly what I'm about to bring up. Now, you remember times of COVID. A lot of people were feeling desperate and alone and really losing their sense of character as, as, a, as a human being as they fell down in the dust consistently. Uh, we all kind of share the same thing, you and I, uh, of having that same little that same need. And... We all kind of felt the need that we need more attention. Ed, would you agree, Darren, that you had some attention green? That you Humans needed? rely on attention to function. That's, and, that's, just, a, that's, that's just a known fact. If, it, if anyone disagrees with that statement, I hate to think it's you're completely lying. Right now. Exactly. Exactly. So I truly believe that other than lesbians and, the, and homosexuals, either gay or lesbian, either gay or transgender or lesbian, I believe that that was actually – some of the other letters were, I believe, to be made up or fictional uh, solely in the times of COVID looking for attention. Because I never even heard the term LGBTQ before until after the time of COVID. And Darren and I, we are from, uh, we are from Illinois, which is a very... It's a, blue, it's a blue state. It's a blue state. It's a very democratic country. And so this is 
not like these sort of topics wouldn't have been in the media as like this is what a lot of democrats like work in support on nowadays but it's it's just a mind-blowing it's just mind-blowing that we had never heard this in our youth before the time after covid uh, but then it became a very big a very big a very big topic and i an idea and many people were coming out as this and i fear only for that being of attention and that's why i'm kind of struggling with the idea of uh people of people at such young ages doing these same things my question is will they regret it in years to come that, that that's like a genuine concern because of course i met people and stuff who seem completely like like content with their lives and stuff and i've met numerous people who were identifying in that community when they were in the elementary school and middle school and they told me oh yeah i don't even know what was happening i just i was weird back then and i changed their words not mine i'm not calling them weird whatsoever i have a person i can testify for that now, this kid really interesting very, very chill very smart and he used to identify 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 it's funny he used to identify as a homosexual as in genuinely gay Last year, he had a girlfriend for over two years straight. That made me ask him, okay, so what happened? He's like, well, I felt as if I was gay, and I realized I was just bored. And then, yeah. Now, Darren, if I'm not incorrect, that does kind of show how people our age are going through, well, ourselves, we're teens. And so a lot of people, we, we've been with a lot of people who have or are going through crazy times in their life because they're becoming it they're in the way of become on the way to become an adult right now and that is when all of your home hormones are kicking in and a lot of times you can feel lost and now the time of covid Darren and i were just in sixth grade and so we were really we we are we're trying to figure ourselves out as well because middle school is kind of that time where everybody is figuring everybody else out and themselves out especially obviously and, i kind of knew i was straight before everything happened so i didn't have to worry about that however he did but, he did fight have to fight off some gay allegations in the fifth grade however he did beat those allegations i can't confirm and it did help me increase my charisma when it came to women. <laughs> but to move back on topic really it's just it's hard to see when it's hard to claim that you are one thing or another when really it's such a hard time for hard and difficult time for everybody it's such a weird stage of all our lives where we're, all of us are changing and like physically, mentally, socially, we're changing and we all having our own ideas, beliefs and such like and stuff like that. And so it's hard to believe that you can make such a life changing decision at that time. And like the friend of our the case of our friend here who who was identified as gay for all of uh, most of elementary school and middle school really turned out to be straight in the long run and so it's just an interesting time to see and we don't even really know if he's straight now because like it said it's still a time where we're teenagers and we could be still we still are filled with those hormones that we don't fully understand so really there's no con like no confirmation for sure that he is straight or gay or really any sexuality so i kind of I'm kind of just struggling here. And Darren, have you ever heard of the term pronoun used in your life before the time of COVID? I think the only time that I really acknowledged the word pronoun being used had been in the year 2022 and 2023. Something I do understand is the idea of like being non-binary and stuff because obviously you don't want to like identify with both necessarily because both genders have certain characteristics that can be seen deemed favorable. So I understand why people may 
feel some way or another. I think gender fluid is an interesting term to use as well because I think someone could claim their gender fluid just to get certain advantages in everyday life. Because if, let's say, you need something but you need to identify as a female to have it, you can say, oh, I'm a female right now. I'm gender fluid. But if you need something to be a male, you say, oh, yeah, I'm a male. And I think it's a really, in, like, really weird and hard thing to kind of prove. And I think that should just be completely eradicated out of the existence of words and stuff because it just doesn't have a meaning necessarily. And then with the pronouns, the they, them thing, I understand that. Maybe you don't want to be a boy or girl necessarily because maybe you just don't feel comfortable being classified that. And then at the end of the day, it's really about each individual's comfort. But what confuses me are the introduction of neo-pronouns. That aren't just they, them, he, he, him, or she, her. That is what I struggled to grasp, Darren. Like yourself, I do struggle to grasp the idea of what is what is a zizer zim or a or I, I don't even to be completely honest with you, I I'm not really familiar with the other pro, with other pronouns because I've really it's never been a topic of discussion until our high school years, Darren. Would you agree? Actually, yeah. First thing I was asked in all my classes in my freshman year of high school was, "What pronouns do you go by?" And I found it really, really interesting, really interesting, because I realized, what if I just made something up completely? What if I completely created a new identity that someone would have to respect with all of their hearts because they believed in the cause? So I piloted something in my English class. I told my teacher I go by certain pronouns and stuff out of curiosity and not to mock the situation to see if I would be given any direct advantages. And oh my goodness, I tell you, my English teacher who was a, a liberal woman, very, very emotionally aware. I respect her for that and stuff. But at the same time, she really let people walk over her. So me adding pronouns or neo-pronouns to my character made her take more attention to me and genuinely pay more attention. Sorry for repeating myself. She asked me more questions. She made beliefs and stuff. She asked me if I felt comfortable with certain things when she didn't ask other kids that. Even if I had neo-pronouns, other kids have normal pronouns too. Other kids have pronouns as well. So how come they weren't asked the same questions on do you feel comfortable or not? So insinuating that my pronouns with quotation marks made me feel uncomfortable in certain areas, just automatically assuming I was an LGBT community, isn't that kind of interesting? Is that just automatically assuming that people need help and aren't mentally strong enough to hold themselves within like like – current existing societies without going absolutely berserk if someone were to offend them well darren i would have to say that it seems as though she is value valuing you more than others because the mainstream media media is currently saying that gay that being gay or being a member of the lgbtq plus community is of priority and since it's been priority over the news many people who follow democratic based news or republican based news believe different things right now and believe different things right now but democratic news specifically um definitely have been talking about mainly the idea of homosexuality and being a member of the lgbtq plus community and now i'm i just kind of really struggle with the idea of the fact that they are currently being valued more than we are being valued doesn't doesn't that not hurt a little bit? Now I'm not saying I, I'm not saying that I care that much and that it's personally affecting me, but I do believe that it is unfair. What you're saying I do understand, but at the same time we did start society as a predominantly 
heterosexual place and everything was an advantage because there was no talk about this before. I think with the rising mental health stigmas in the world that a lot of these things have been trailing along with it. You know, there have been like actual genuine genuine studies and research topics about about the the correlation between autism and other mental not mental health but like other um disabilities that have correlation to being part of the LGBT community and a majority of transgender people turned out to have autism and then something that kind of got sparked from that interest was people started to acknowledge that one of the traits of autism in that specific case is having severe attachment. So they realized that it wasn't necessarily brought upon them and stuff at a young age. Actually, it was brought upon them at a young age and they got so attached to the idea of it because of their condition. So that made me wonder, how come parents were advocating for their children to be like that? Wouldn't they want an easier life for their children if they knew that majority of the people were straight and majority of the favors were towards the straight people? So how come they would condemn their child to giving them the idea of those topics, knowing that it would be significantly smarter for them to grow up in a world where they are considered the average. Now, Darren, unfortunately, we live in a time of people want to be famous and fast. And so many people live and follow on the belief that they need to be of on trend. And like I've been saying, the trend in the news recently has been of uh, the LGBTQ plus community. So I feel as though a lot of people who identify as LGBTQ plus who are having children, who are having children are for, are not, or it seems as though are forcing that ideology on their children. I know that it's not everybody in that case. And it's, it is a select group. It is a select group. And I know there are people out there who are not doing that same thing. Um, however, that is what the media seems to be showing, at least from a, Republican media point of view. Would you agree? I do agree. And I have to fix my microphone because it did fall out of my part that I'm not going to talk about because you guys do not know if we are naked or not. <laughs> right. Well, it, it, I just struggle with the ideology that we are out, on day-to-day lives. It is, shown, it is shown by the media or being said by the media that um, heterosexual people are pushing that, forcing that ideology onto people of homosexuality and um, LGBTQ plus community. When really, it seems that people of the LGBTQ plus community is forcing their ideology on heter- on heterosexuals like ourselves. Because I do feel that at school, when there there is a LGBTQ plus club, when there is no heterosexual club. Why is there a support group for people who are who are seen to have, uh, who are seen to have this um to be different from us by their sexuality compared to us who are what used to be deemed as normal, but it is now deemed as almost trying to be deemed as obsolete. So actually, Henry and I had this discussion like a couple of days ago, and then we kind of talked about bringing this into the discussion already. So what we said is we were going to open a heterosexual club or uh, club, right? Yeah. Yeah. Heterosexual, heterosexual club, club in our high school and see the reactions of the teachers and stuff. Cause I mean, obviously that they should be all respecting and stuff. They should be pro advocating for ch- children to pursue what they want in life, that they should be accepting. Of it. So we're going to do it. If they deny us, then we're going to say it's a violation of our, reasons 
our rights as an American. Our rights as an American and our learning it like our learning rights, like what we're allowed to learn and what we don't want to learn. I think if children are be like are allowed to be taught the idea of the LGBT community in the elementary school in such young ages and being brought what they called drag queens to school and other homosexual and transgender people that we should be able to also bring the idea of heterosexuality clubs to school as well. And if they deny that, then isn't that just being hypocritical by not being all inclusive? Now, believe us when we say that this is not to combat or fight against anybody who is of the LGBTQ plus community. We do just feel that it's unfair that we are seen that it is seen that they deserve more of a kind of support group type. Would you agree, Darren? More of a, as a support group type compared exactly. to us as heterosexuals. It's not necessarily support group as heterosexuals because there's a significantly higher population. You know, so I think we're just trying to express ourselves and then see if we are going to be limited just because we're straight. So I think it's a completely reasonable idea. And I think it's not necessarily necessarily a support group. But again, just to test how welcomed we are as straight people in society, which is a really interesting thing to say. And I think a lot of people from the 60s and 50s would have no idea what we're even talking about. Right. The, that idea is just so foreign to people uh, people of that age. And my grandpa specifically, um, not intentionally, of course, but he does struggle with the idea of how it's going on. As that Something like that was seen at that time on, uh, was classified as a mental illness. Not that that is what we see it as now. However, that's what it was. And so that's what they were educated to live by, that that, that, that was wrong, and that it, that it was wrong to be like that, and it was not safe for them to be like that. And so a lot of them are um struggling with the concept of lgbtq plus and and i do feel feel sorry for them when i see a video online of a person a member of that community um being being ripped apart not um being ripped apart verbally because they've made a mistake in somebody's pronoun like not to say that i condone misgendering people however it is not fair that it's not fair that they're being consistently consistently uh i'm missing the word consistently i guess bantered um for what for their accidental wrongdoings when they just make a make a mistake and i i hate to interrupt but what was the score of the brazil germany game for the world cup seven one uh, it's just but yeah just, but, just a thought lingering that you know darren what i i just what what are your thoughts on the belief that it was once a mental illness and that at, I would say at our school, it is almost treated like one as if they have a mental disability because they are getting a significant priority over heterosexual people. Actually, I, that's really interesting. That's actually an interesting way to put it. Um, let's see. I wouldn't say they're treating it as a mental like health issue. I think they're just treating it as like, um, what's it called? Like, Like, the, the, the word uh, like think of it. While you're considering this, well, I would like to put it in a different put a different pers- like I guess word frame is that they are being consistently being their emotions are significantly being more prioritized than ours is, and they're given significantly more study groups and and such when we are that's not necessarily consistently being um spoken to about those different opportunities. But the word I was gonna 
what I was trying to describe basically was like, uh, uh, oh, shrap. Uh, oh my, you kidding me? Um, basically, basically the idea of like giving people something back in return to compensate for what they had experienced in the past. Yes. Kind of like how the state of California was trying to give all that money reparations. back. Reparations. To, yes, reparations. reparations. That's what I'm thinking of. Yes. So I think it's more of a way of getting reparations by being significantly softer and more like lenient towards those people. Because like, they were treated so poorly in exactly, the past? Exactly. Like like the, the baddie character, for example. I feel like they have gotten out of a significantly more amount of trouble for multiple reasons. And I think they have like genuinely described that. And um, Darren, I feel like that's a great ending point to our to our first ever episode. What do you agree? I have one more thing to say. Let's hear it. So it's kind of spicy. It was kind of boring, and then Henry had his uh, what's it called? My epiphany. His, his radio voice. Hey, welcome to Radio News. <laughs> I try to keep it as fluid as I can. I don't want to be this like prissy about it. Didn't want to be a character. No, no I didn't want to be a character. I didn't want to be a fucking loser. <laughs> um, I think that ended off. I'll ask you a would you rather question to keep it spicy, just to, to bring out the inner kid in us because we're still just kids and not political masterminds. Exactly. Well, one day. One one day, hopefully. Oh yeah, we, we plan on running for president one day. So that's a good way to end it. Vote vote for us. So what, let's end it with that would you rather question. All right. So the would you rather question: Would you rather die right now? <laughs> <laughs>